Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to A Higher Branch and welcome to the year 2021. For many of us, it felt like the new year would never arrive, but here we are. And I truly believe that this year is going to be a great year. And to help you make it your greatest year ever, I'm going to share with you eight rules to start the new year. And it's important that you start on the right note. So I believe that forget about New Year's resolutions. They're as outdated as the fax machine because change does not have to be grand or radical. And the biggest mistake people make on 1st of January is to make unrealistic and unsustainable goals. Please don't. It's best to make none at all. The second biggest mistake people make is they wait around for the perfect time to start. The thing is, transformation does not fall out of the sky or happen as one big epiphany. You know, becoming a better version of yourself often only requires little steps and small changes. And importantly, changes that honor the life that you have already built. So let's kick it off. I'm going to share with you the eight rules. So these are eight principles to live by. It's not resolutions, it's principles. Because on this foundation of principles, you can start implementing a change in your life. You can start asking yourself, who do I want to become in the eight areas of life? rather than what do I want to achieve in each of the eight areas of life. There is a huge difference. One is an outcome-based goal, but the former is an identity-based goal. It's who you want to become. It's how you define your identity in each of the eight areas of life, in your health, when it comes to physical, mental, emotional, and for some people, spiritual. Number two, with your love life. Number three, with your family. Number four, with your work. Number five, with your friendships. Number six, with your learning. Number seven, with your wealth. And lastly, number eight, with your charity. Because each one of these areas of life fills a fundamental human need, health for energy, love for intimacy, family for unconditional love and support, work for fulfillment, friendships for belonging, learning for growth, wealth for freedom, and contribution for charity. Because we all want to feel like we matter through our contribution to others. So look, these eight rules are things that I don't just share with you because I've read about them. These are rules that I personally live by. So let's kick it off. My number one rule for you for 2021 is don't dump on your past because most people, when they look to make New Year's resolutions, have this tendency to look back on their past as if it was riddled with problems that they want to look past No, I know you want to upgrade every component of your life, but don't look back on your past with regret or sadness. You need to honor the achievements of your past that brought you to this moment, no matter how big or small, because they were your building blocks. Even the mistakes. Sure, you may have made mistakes and sure life has dealt you some blows, but it's still your life to own and respect. You've got to own it. So when you really think about it, you have achieved more in your life than you give yourself credit for. So to help you appreciate how awesome you are, I want to talk about the next rule. And the next rule for 2021 is to become your own hero. By this time next year, you need to look back with joy on your achievements for the whole year. So please give yourself the important exercise of keeping what I call is a hero file of every email, every text, every card, every photo that somebody has sent you telling you how much they thank you or appreciate you. 
And you should start today by writing the first note to yourself, listing the eight things that you love about you. Now, don't think this is strange. You need to love you because as Ben Ockrey says, love goes to where love is. You will never attract good things, good people and wealth if you do not love yourself. And take the time to appreciate how much you do and how much you have. This is why I call this rule, become your own hero, because most people are always fantasizing of what they can become by looking at other people as heroes. They follow people on social media. And yes, you can follow people for inspiration, but I want you to also know that you have the same potential within you to live your own best version of your life as others have lived their life. So look for that hero within you and start your own hero file. Okay. Number three. Now, before I explain the rule, I want to make this insight that it is getting a lot easier to stand out in this world because I've noticed that everyone is getting softer. There is no doubt that the world is getting more and more comfortable, which is making it harder for us to find circumstances that challenge us. You know, our ancestors had hardship thrust upon them and this made them tough. We don't have that same privilege and I call it a privilege, right? We have to go looking for the uncomfortable to make us tough. Even though our lives are getting more and more comfortable, the rate of anxiety and depression is skyrocketing. Just think about this. We don't have to grow or cook our own food. We never go hungry. We never get too cold or too hot. We don't have to walk for anything. Technology is making life easier and easier. So consequently, our physical, mental, and emotional resilience is suffering. It's ironic. It's like a muscle. We're not using it. So when we're not building our toughness by doing some tough work, we're just becoming less and less resilient. So it's not our fault. Our brain sends us outdated warning signals based on its primitive desire for comfort. So it is still wired to react or I would say overreact to potential threats, even when there is no primal danger. So this served us well when avoiding predators in a hostile environment, but now it is no longer relevant in our comfortable modern life. Simply put, our brains have not evolved fast enough to keep up with the rate of technological change. So this survival software in a subconscious limbic part of the brain needs an upgrade. And the 40% rule is that upgrade that is in the prefrontal cortex part of the brain. It's the mindful, rational part. So what is the 40% rule? It's simply this. When you think you have reached your limit and your mind is telling you to back off, it could be when you're training, playing a sport, studying, working on a project with a deadline, or whatever the challenge, you are actually only at 40% of your mental and physical capacity. This is where most people will quit. But this is when you need to tell yourself that greatness lies on the other side of 40%. You should also remind yourself not to waste that 60% of your potential. Think about it. You have 60% left in you. How much of a life can you build by tapping into that 60%? So the question is, how do you break through that 40% mental barrier where your mind wants you to give up? The beautiful thing about this rule is that anyone can learn and implement it. You know, David Goggins, who made this rule famous, considered himself the weakest person with the lowest self-esteem. That was his by his own admission. But he's built himself into the toughest man alive by seeking the uncomfortable. So I say, if we never experience physical and mental discomfort, how will we ever get the chance to display our courage and strength of the spirit? We cannot truly eliminate the mental resistance felt at the 40% threshold when we do something difficult, but we can learn to identify it, be mindful of it, and be stronger than it. 
You can train yourself to beat it by constantly seeking out the uncomfortable. So I'll give you a few examples of how I seek out or I do what Goggins calls the uncommon in a number of ways. Every morning, I take a cold shower. In fact, I often go to the beach and take a cold swim, even in winter, right? So that helps me break through that 40% because I can tell you as soon as the cold shower hits my skin, the brain is going nuts and saying, okay, you're under attack and you want to quit. So you, you stick it out and you break through the 40% threshold and then you surprise yourself. Uh, another way I do it is fasting for 24 hours, even when I'm really hungry. The third way I do it is meditating for more than 20 minutes. Even when my monkey brain is busy and wants me to give up and get up and walk away. Another way is I go jogging for long distances, especially on days that are cold and rainy. So on those days, I make sure that I jog even longer and go even faster just to break through that 40%. Another simple way is cooking at home instead of getting takeaway, even when I get home late from work. And doing this podcast is an example of how I break through the 40% rule. Like even when my friends are calling me to go out, right, the brain wants to give up, seek the, the comfort and not do the uncomfortable. Another recent example of how you can push past the 40% rule and do the uncomfortable and the uncommon is I stayed up late to listen to a friend with a life problem, even though I was really tired. And another unique way that I punch through the 40% rule is honoring my commitments, even when circumstances have changed. So when I've said that I'm going to do something, but the circumstances have changed, I still commit to doing it. You see, training yourself to do the uncomfortable is the best practice to prepare you for those moments when you need to push through the 40% barrier. You can't just expect your mind and your body to push through when you don't practice it. And those eight examples I just gave you are the ways that you can practice. So how do you get to 40% in the first place? <laughs> because a lot of people don't even get to have the opportunity to break through the 40% rule because they never actually start. They never actually get to 40% in the first place. So you need to make a start. Don't focus too much on the end goal. Once you have that end goal or the dream, as I call it, in your heart, you need to trick your mind or your brain by focusing on the tiny stepping stone goals. When I ran my first marathon, I remember at around the halfway mark, I remember feeling the overwhelming flashing warning signals from my brain to stop. You know, my brain is sending me all these signals saying, oh, you're going to hurt yourself. You might, die. you know, you, you, you might die of a heart attack. And so I asked myself in that moment, am I injured? No. Is my body capable of more? Now, I did not know the answer to that question because it was unfamiliar territory because it was my first marathon and I was exhausted. But I pressed on by telling myself, I will just do another kilometer and another and then another. Maybe if I just could get to that landmark and see how I feel. So I shelved the end goal and I started focusing on the next small stepping stone. So I'd look up and notice a tree in the difference, say, if I can just get to that tree. So bit by bit, I took my mind on a journey to the finish line by tricking it into thinking I can stop at any time after each milestone. But to my surprise, I realized that the body is much stronger than the mind gives it credit. So this strategy 
applies not just to physical feats, but to all eight areas of your life, including work and relationships. For example, after a breakup, many people realize that they are much stronger than they thought. It makes them stronger, less needy, and better in the next relationship. Likewise, when people lose their job after the initial devastation, they pick themselves up and move on to bigger and better things and surprise themselves as to how much more capable they are. You know, I had a friend of mine who was depressed for six months after he lost his job. Then he went on to open up his own business, and now he's a multimillionaire. So what is the biggest takeaway? Here is the biggest takeaway that I want you to remember. We never know what we are capable of until we push ourselves past that 40% barrier. With each milestone, you build confidence and your brain just gives you a little more slack. And that 40% mental barrier threshold shifts. So my challenge to you is not just to break through the 40% rule but to shift that threshold to 50% and then 60% and so on until you find that life is actually getting easier. So that is a beautiful rule to live by in 2021. And that's our third rule out of the eight. So what is the fourth rule? The fourth rule is this, and you're going to relate to this. Please, no more diet or exercise fads. You are born different from everyone else. Think about that. There is no other you on this planet. So you need to stay true to your uniqueness by eating and exercising to your genetic type. Don't listen to self-indulgent gurus who preach, and they are probably just trying to sell you something. And what works for them may not work for you. One person's paleo is another person's poison. You know, one person's vegan diet is another person's energy downer. And one person's gym session is another person's stress. So the best way to know what is true to you is to be self-aware, to be completely aware of how you feel after a particular exercise or after a particular food. But if you feel like your body's sending you mixed messages, you don't know whether you should be doing high intensity interval training or yoga or Pilates or running or strength training, get bio-tested by an expert to work out what foods you need to stay away from, what exercise is right for you, and what sleep patterns optimizes your performance. And I'm going to talk about sleep a little later as another rule. At the moment, biotech is converging with infotech, and you need to stay informed. And as I say, aging is for people who don't know any better. So please, no more fads. That's the fourth rule in the eighth. The fifth rule is something that I've talked about many times on my podcast. The fifth rule is to make time to sleep more. This is the secret weapon of the highest performers. I've spoken about this on many podcasts with Alessandra Edwards, with Mark Bunn, and multiple other experts in this field about the importance of sleep. And I'm just going to leave you with a reminder of important things to get better sleep and more sleep. One is you need to find out what your chronotype, which then allows you to go to sleep at the right time that suits you and to wake up at the right time. The 4 a.m. club or the 5 a.m. club isn't for everyone. And you could be robbing yourself of important REM sleep if you wake up too early. You can be robbing yourself of important, deep rejuvenating sleep if you go to bed too late. So I've said this time again, but I'm going to repeat it. And that is, Number one, eliminate artificial light at night. At the very minimum, get blue blocking glasses. You can get it on truedark.com. 
or you can buy it here on Amazon. They're like 10 or $20, but the stuff on truedark.com is around $70 and I think excellent quality because artificial light at night is the biggest reason why people can't get to sleep. The other thing is eliminate alcohol late at night, eliminate large meals. And lastly, make sure you get sunshine during the day because it's sunshine that resets your circadian rhythm. It's sunshine that boosts your gut health. It's sunshine that triggers the good bacteria in your stomach to produce melatonin for a better night's sleep. And lastly, what happens during your day determines the quality of your sleep at night. So make sure you focus on the eight areas of life and have a to-do list in the eight areas of life. So by the end of the day, when you look back on what you've achieved, you have this sense of satisfaction where you feel like you've earned a good night and it's what gives you peace of mind. So number five rule, uh, sleep more or make time to sleep more. And there is a distinction. Number six is don't hang out with toxic people. Life is too short to spend it with whiners, blamers, and complainers. Your energy is going to crash along with your bank account, I promise you. Sorry to be blunt, but the company you keep is far more potent on, on your performance than the food you eat. I've written articles about how to avoid toxic people. In fact, in my book, Guide to Greatness, I dedicate a chapter to how to recognize and avoid toxic people. So that's the number sixth rule for 2021 that is going to serve you well. Okay, number seven, and this is one that I love, and it's a quick one, a short one, but a very powerful one, and that is be generous, be polite, be punctual, be impeccable with your conduct and words is what I'm saying. I always tell my senior management team that words matter. They really do. You know, sticks and stones may break bones, but I promise you the wrong words can scar a person for a lifetime. You get over bruises, but some people can't recover from words. So be generous, be polite, be impeccable with your conduct and your words. And that's the seventh rule for a great 2021. Okay, the last rule and by no means the least important one is to dedicate an important area of your life to exponential learning and growth. And this, of course, is all about the tree of learning, which is part of the uh, high branch framework. Why is this an important rule for 2021? I said earlier that this is going to be a defining year in history. Now, I've made it the number eighth rule that I'm personally going to live by and one that I'm sharing with my closest people, because we live in an era where information is changing fast. So what you have learned so far is going to become redundant very quickly. So knowledge is no longer power not even applied knowledge, but rather your ability to learn new things very quickly and acquire new knowledge. You know, in my own business at MSA National, we have law graduates who are having to learn how to work with robotics and AI. Now, this is something that was not taught at university because by the time schools work out the curriculum and get it through all the red tape, the world has shifted again, especially in technology and digital disruption. So make no mistake, your number one skill going forward is learning how to learn quickly. And the challenge is this, as you grow older, your ability to learn things faster is going to be tough. But the old belief is that as you grow old, you slow down to become less agile mentally and physically, and you need to make way for someone younger and faster. But that is simply not true. I promise you that. I have never been faster and sharper in my life. 
And it's because I live by these rules and I live by the eight areas of life and the circle of conscious living. And yes, I eat clean, I think clean, and I exercise and I sleep well. And consequently, I've never been sharper, but I'm also dedicated to continuous learning. And I believe that's why I'm a better performer now than I ever did. Because the brain is like any other muscles. There are three reasons the brain slows, right? And each one of these is reversible. So going back to what I said earlier, so you need to discard that old belief, right? That as you go older, you slow down. So I want to explain the reasons why the brain slows, which will empower you because you'll know that you can reverse it. Number one reason is that you're not looking after your brain health with diet and exercise, right? Easy fixed. You can do that starting tomorrow. So that number one reason we can easily reverse. Number two reason why the brain slows is that you're not seeking new experiences in the eight areas of life. Now, let me repeat that. You are not seeking new experiences when it comes to your health, your love, your family, your work, your learning, your friendships, your wealth, and your charity. What that means is that you are repeating the same thing every day. You're doing the same things every day. And when that happens, the brain slows because we experience the world through our five senses. When our five senses experience the same thing every day, they become numb and certain parts of the brain then shut down. So seek out new experiences. Okay, number three reason why the brain slows is you're not training your brain to learn new things. So the question is, how do you learn new things fast? This is a meta learning principle that has become famous rather or made famous by Jim Quick, who attended our uh, Upgrade Your Life 2020 and absolutely rocked the stage with some of his uh, principles. And he teaches based on the fact that learning fast comes down to memory recall. Makes sense, right? It doesn't matter how much you learn. If you do not retain it and have the ability to recall that learning in the future, it is pretty useless. At school, we were taught two layers of learning that are now outdated. Number one is memorizing things without understanding. Now, this is the lowest form of brain training. It serves you well to cram for an exam and get the marks you want, but does nothing for your brain training and future success. The second is to understand what you are learning. This is better, but still does not guarantee memory retention and recall in the medium to long term. The third and most potent method is to learn not just through understanding, but with emotion. So it is outside the scope of this particular podcast to discuss how we learn through emotion, but stay tuned for another podcast that I will be bringing to you on that. And also check out Jim Quick's work on how to learn with emotion. It is so simple and yet so powerful. And I use it all the time when I'm remembering a person's name, for example. I was recently on a boat cruise where I met quite a few new people. So I went around the room and introduced myself and there was a group of people around me and I said, hi, I'm Sam, what's your name? And I went around and there was five people, each with a different name. Okay, obviously. Uh, so I attached an emotion to each person's name as they were calling out their name. For example, one of them, her name was Natalie. Now, as a schoolboy, one of my crushes was Natalie Wood, who was a uh, famous uh, actress in the 70s and 80s. Now, unfortunately, Natalie would pass by falling off the back of a boat and she drowned. Now, I know it sounds morbid, but just give me a second. So when Natalie said her name, I attached 
that emotion of sadness I felt when I learned that she had died. And there was no way that I was going to forget her name because the brain remembers things most powerfully through an emotion. Interestingly, and uh, a bit of trivia, it also remembers things through smell. That is, when we smell things, it has a direct connection to memories deep in our brain. But emotion is that very powerful way that you can learn things. And it, it easily explains why we retain things that we are so passionately invested in. Like, I am absolutely obsessed with human performance and potential. And every time I read anything about a diet or an exercise or some sort of life hack, I retain it so easily. And even from first reading, it's because I'm passionate about it. So I guess what is the key takeaway from this? It's not the ninth rule, but it is how I'm going to leave you on this podcast. And that is, I want you to live with emotion this year. You need to live your life consciously with feeling. You can't switch yourself off and be numb to things that are tough or that hurt. You know, when we look back, we're going to remember the things that made us emotional, whether they be good or bad. You just need to put yourself out there and do things that light you up and do things that scare you, right? Because fear is also an emotion. Uh, It's not about living within your shell. It's about doing not just the things that you love, but the things that you fear most. And I promise you, you will have an incredible year in 2021 by following that last principle that is the foundation for those eight rules that I just shared with you. So thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the year. Now, next week, as I mentioned, I'm joined by my good friend and a higher branch faculty member, Mark Bunn, to discuss the most effective way to journal. Trust me, it is an episode that will truly, truly change your life because it has changed mine. I've been journaling since the age of 19. So until next week, stay safe, remain happy and enjoy your time with your loved ones. And above all, live consciously, my friends.